0: Welcome once again to Play Your Pods Right. My name is Steve and I am joined as always by the ever-wonderful Simon. How are you, my friend?
1: Ever-wonderful. What are you after? <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, I'm good, mate. I'm good yourself.
0: Yeah, keeping on, mate. Keeping on as always. So we are here for episode 10. And this week, carrying on Brucey Month, we're looking at the namesake of the podcast. And that is Play Your Cards Right. Simon, what are your memories of player cards? Right,
1: this is the game I associate most with Brucey. Fair. This is one of my first memories of any game show, to be honest. Yeah. I think it's just because my parents watched it quite a lot. Always been a firm favourite of mine. Still is to this day. Hasn't changed. No, wonderful.
0: Yeah. No, I, I mean, I say, I think for me, it's probably like blockbusters and generation game and yeah this would probably be in that kind of ballpark realm i think for like earliest memories of game shows being on in the house a couple a couple of them also were, were due to do at some point very soon yeah but we'll get to that we'll cross that bridge when we get there a quick bit of housekeeping first of all thank you to everyone who's got us to this far we're at episode 10 now which if you listen to the bonus round you know yeah you know how much that's meaning to both of us We've had some really nice feedback off the back of the Generation Game episode as well. Bumped into a good friend of mine, uh, Matt Bradley, and also Brett Goodale, uh, who's given us great kind of general feedback on the show as a whole so far. So thanks to those guys. Uh, and also a couple of Twitter followers. The Foot of Our Stairs and a Mr. Ian Purser been really helping us out over there with Ian saying like some of his favourite memories of Generation Game were like the the card gags you know where he write something on the card and all that, and all that kind of thing, which we actually get some of in our episode yeah, today, yeah, yeah. so yeah. yeah, thanks to those guys also to the uh, super tap film club boys as well for for kind of helping us out on Instagram, giving us shout outs in their instagram stories and and yeah, so thank you to everyone for your continued support. I also got to have a visit to uh the Revelation station, which is a uh local establishment where the Revelation Station podcast team of Simon and Gary hang out. It's another Simon, sorry to confuse you, hang out, but uh, they are a Genesis podcast and they wanted to give us some feedback here.
2: Oh, hi, Steve. Come on in. Simon from the Revelation Station podcast here. Have a sit down. Welcome to the Revelation Station. Can I get you a drink? No? No. Alright, well, just wanted to let you know I'm really enjoying the show It's bringing back a lot of Saturday night memories One memory it did bring back While I was listening to your Generation Games episode Was, in the mid-80s My school did the Generation Game As an end-of-year show um, And me and my mum entered We did some classic tasks Throwing a clay pot Cheerleading dance uh, And various other things But we won um, we got to do the conveyor belt at the end. Um, the only things I can actually remember were winning a football, which went down fairly soon after that, and also a board game, a Security Core licensed board game, where you had to try and rob a Security Core van of gold. Um, and of course, the cuddly toy nice one getting to your 10th episode Uh, really enjoying it like i say and i'm hoping you do an episode on my favorite saturday night game show which was 3-2-1 with ted rogers and of course dusty bin nice one keep up the good work guys i am loving it take care
0: so thank you so much to simon and gary for that little piece that was wonderful and that's a story from simon there doing his own little generation game at school what a life you definitely need to give them a listen they're fantastic yeah absolutely absolutely i mean yeah i think the whole point of podcasts is to kind of get you into their little subject matter and their weird part of the world as it were Uh, if you
1: like if you like music it's definitely something to listen to
0: absolutely yeah it's it's brilliant yeah i mean my 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 window of genesis was very small until i started listening to them and yeah i've pretty much downloaded everything now.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> we are here for our main business of course, which is player cards, right? It's original air date for the first of February nineteen eighty. Now my only real again, my only real window of this is the nineties stuff.
1: Yeah. But that's because we're both nineties childs basically. Yeah. We grew up in the nineties. So absolutely.
0: absolutely. But it was originally devised by Chester Feldman from the US and it, their version of the show which was called card sharks which i think that kind of phrasing would have translated over here hence why the name change and things of that sort it
1: is very americanized name
0: yeah yeah that it, and it, chester yeah <laughs> chester feldman What what is is that cory feldman's brother it could be it could be but it might be the same family to be fair they're a very showbiz family the feldman's so it yeah might that be, is true I didn't, oh. di- I didn't dive that deep in. Does that mean Gizmo could have been one of like, the people that turn the cards over, on
1: the Oh, we can only dream. We can only dream oh, if, so, if someone can Photoshop that for us, <laughs> Gizmo being one of the uh, dollies, <laughs> turning the cards
0: over, That'd be fun. Uh, we would be very much appreciated. <laughs> so for its entire run, 248 episodes, including six specials, four of them are actually unaired, which is interesting. I'm intrigued to know what they look like. And its only official host is, of course, the one and only Bruce Forsyth. Absolutely. Now, the format of the show, it's pretty straightforward, really. It's just couples face off to answer. I mean, I've written statistic questions, but I don't know what else you'd call them. But it's... Yeah, survey Survey questions. questions. That's a better... Yeah. So it's almost family fortunes-ish. Uh, so it'd be, we asked 100 insert profession here, something about said profession, how many people said yes. Then one team will pick a number, the other team just decide whether it's higher or lower. And then you work your way across a board, turning over cards and be, and basically, is it higher or lower than the previous We'll explain the kind of final round as we get there because the rules yeah. change ever so slightly. But that is the absolute crux of it. It's, yeah. and, I th- and I mean, you said to me when I sent you the message over that it was a super easy watch because it is so simple. Oh yeah, it flew by watching it, really did. Yeah, so it was originally on the air from 1980 to 1987 and came back in 94. And would you believe that Brian Conley was originally going to host it when it came back?
1: I I can I can I can because I I used to love Brian Conley growing up he was quite mainstream at the time I would say like yeah. prime time TV wise yeah and I don't think it would have suffered for it
0: no but was but it all, I do it... live or something was it with Brian Conley
1: oh no, now you've got me it like thinking
0: ske- it was like a sketch show I only really yeah. remember I only really remember it's a puppet and all that it's time.
1: a puppet and the bloke with the rubber uh, band around his nose diving out of airplanes and stuff.
0: Septic peg and all that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, Brian Conley is probably more famous for his stint in the uh, Celebrity Jungle. Yeah. Uh, he was on I'm a Celebrity. But back, yeah. back then, I could see that working in a sense, but obviously not as well as Brucey.
0: Yeah. He was kind of that, It almost like that era era's Bradley Walsh, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, I'll go with that. That's a fair assessment, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'll go with that. So the second run of it ended in '99, and it was brought back again in 2002 with slightly altered rules until it finally came to its end in 2003. It did make a return though as part of a one-off Anton Deck game show marathon. But the less said of that, the better, I think.
1: Yeah, I actually remember that, and it wasn't great.
0: Yeah. So one of the worst end games ever, just showing how much of this game is really up to chance. Uh, was so they started on a three. Then they got a pair, and of course, you get nothing for a pair, not in this game, see, so yeah, got a pair, then went higher for a king, went lower, but got an ace, lower for a four, higher for a queen, and then for the final one, they went lower, but they got an ace, so it was just all against them.
1: Now you sent me this video, yeah, and I wasn't impressed. I was actually quite physically angry about it, mm. because I think you worded it best because I actually said this can't be real, and I think you worded it best when you say maybe sometimes they didn't want you to win
0: yeah they didn't want to give the prize out that week
1: yeah it's i don't want to say it was fixed but there was too many unlucky variables Mm. in that round for it to be
0: sometimes yeah sometimes tv's better if it's not always on the on the contestant's side yeah. As nice absolutely. as it is to see everyone win every week, sometimes you kind of do need to hold back a little bit so that, you know, it does show there is a variable of loss in there, I think.
1: More, more people will talk about game shows or just shows in general, like stuff like this, when people lose more than yeah. when they win.
0: Yeah, absolutely. 100%. It's
1: more of a talking point.
0: Yeah, yeah. Water cooler moments. Yeah. Vernon Kay filmed a pilot for a revival in 2011, but it was it wasn't finally picked up until 2013, and it was scrapped just as quick because they felt there wasn't enough skill involved.
1: Yes, to yeah. me,
0: that's the joy of show, the show—the fact that there is no skill. It's and all... yet,
1: I was just going to say, and yet they commissioned Deal or No Deal.
0: Yeah, it's so odd, isn't it?
1: But what, what maybe one day we might actually get to a game show that Vernon Kay actually covers. <laughs> because, we, because it seems to be every week. It's been brought back, Vernon K was brought in to present it, and it flopped. Mm. Or it didn't go ahead. It seems to be every game show at the moment he, that we're covering. He does seem to,
0: yeah, it does seem to be a bit snake bit, the poor guy. Yeah, I can only
1: remember one game show that he did, and I can't remember what it was called. When I mean... The Wall of Hat monitors.
0: Oh, God, I don't remember that one. I, I mean, he had all-star family fortunes, seemingly forever, but... Yeah, but yeah, everyone associates Les Dennis with that for sure. There's an episode of Play Your Cards Right from 1994 that's banned from rebroadcast due to an inappropriate question that Challenge TV feel is no longer fit for air. So that's quite telling, wow. I think, of its time. Yeah, I'd love to know what that question was. Mm. Like, I'm sure it's probably something culturally insensitive or something like that.
1: Thing is, nowadays, like even if you look at some of the questions that we that we had in this episode, some of them you could actually say. Yeah, they're a bit politically it's, incorrect, shall we say?
0: Yeah, I think for me, and I'll, I've, I've made note of it. And I'll, I'll get to it when we get there, kind of thing. But it was for me looking back on some of this is Bruce's behaviour with Twenty Twenty Eyes isn't yeah fab. But yeah, it's something we'll come to when we get there. Um, so I mean, looking at the overall kind of memories of the show for me, it's the catchphrases. Oh, this was the peak. Yeah, this, this is very catchphrase heavy. Yeah, yeah. You got dollies, do your dealing, nothing for a pair. One, the one memory that sticks out to me that didn't come up on this episode, but there was, I definitely remember there were times where he'd ask like a very, tr- like, absurdly difficult question, and then he'd quickly chuck it away and go, Oh, aren't you glad you didn't have to answer that? And then he'd give him the more simple, kind of direct question that he'd normally ask.
1: I, I vaguely remember that, but nothing outstanding in my head, so to speak.
0: Yeah, and there was a fun moment where that I remember where Brucey led the winning couple to their brand new car to get them sitting sit in for the final closing shots, but the doors were locked. <laughs> and I put the call no, out on social media, sadly, this morning, so maybe I left it a bit too late. I'll fix that for next week so I we can get more varied answers. Friend of the show and one-time co-host Stevie G, uh, there was. He seems to remember an episode where the cards fell off the board, and it turns out this was actually surprisingly common. But obviously, edits and and yeah, you know, reshoots and things like that, it kind of eliminates that, thank God. But there was, but yeah, there was definitely one, one or two at times where it made it to air, where, where the where you know turn the card over or something like that, or as they're dealing them out, they fall on the floor, things like that.
1: See, I thought they might have gone down the countdown route and had them all magnetized.
0: No, no. It's, it's literally a little lip of a shelf that they sit on.
1: Yeah, yeah. I know like in Countdown, though, the letters and the numbers
0: are all magnetised. Oh, so okay. Might, yeah, so I might, thought they might have gone down that route as well as the lip. They might have done in later years. They might have done, but, and you know, mid-90s kind of thing. I think it was just the yeah. lip. So we'll dive straight into it. So the episode we looked at was from around 1997, which puts in series 13-ish. The theme tune for me, I don't know, I find it quite forgettable. I wouldn't say it's forgettable, but it's not outstanding. Yeah, it feels more like a kind of daytime talk show. Yeah, it, like
1: one of these uh, pirate radio songs. That yeah. Now we're going into
0: John from Radio FM. Yeah, that? drive time kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Bruce, he's on, and he's giving doing one of his little stand-up routines. Apparently, he was having a preen. He loves a good preen, especially when no one's around. I don't know. I think... Do you think that was supposed to be a masturbation joke? Yes. Yes, I do. (laughs) Uh, The director apparently came up to him and said he needed plastic surgery or something. There was something about scaffolding. I didn't fully catch the joke, I'll be honest.
1: He was basically referring to his chin, that he had a big chin. Yeah. So he said, if I needed plastic surgery, you have to get scaffolding on
0: my chin. Uh, Okay. Okay, yeah. And then we get the classic, I'm the leader of the pack, which makes me such a lucky jack. And here they are. They're so appealing. Come on, dollies, do your dealing. Yes. And we, get, and we get our lovely ladies. Now, this was a part of the troublesome bit because as they're coming on, he goes right down the barrel of the camera and, he, and he's like egging egging people. And he's going, come on, look at this. Look at this. He's doing the Ricky
1: Martin dance, basically, living to be the loka. Yeah. He's, when he's like, come on, ladies, yeah.
0: Yeah, he's, he's wanting everyone to look at, at the skirt. Can, um, can I just say,
1: though, the one in black, Cheryl. Yes. Wow, wow. <laughs> They, wow. they
0: seemed quite vacant throughout, but yeah. I mean, one of the episodes I watched, it was like the first in the series, so they had the new dollies on. One yeah, of them yeah. was only 19, and she was studying English at Cambridge. So, yeah, it was purely a, I think, yeah, it was purely a side gig, but Bruce was very touchy-feely with her. Well, we say.
1: I, I don't want to disrespect Bruce because he's a legend, but yeah, look at his personal life. Yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. He likes the younger women. He, Not he in likes- a bad sense. Yeah. I don't mean like anything like <laughs> yeah, that, that sense, but I think his wife was like 40 years younger than him, something like that. Something
0: like that. And of course, he can be found at a Lovely Legs competition from from time to time.
1: Oh, yes, in Craggy <laughs>
0: Island. <laughs> <laughs> I just say, we've got Sharon and Cheryl dealing out the cards. And Bruce nearly forgets Cheryl's name as well, which did make me chuckle. Yeah, but
1: he's knocking on a bit, wasn't he? So...
0: Yeah. And then it's time to meet the contestants.
2: Oh, God, this is always death.
0: Now, first we get... Sue and Ian Hawker. And Hayley was watching it with me and she absolutely lost her shit because she thought he said porker and she was laughing for about 10 minutes. Thing is, that would actually make sense once we reveal what Ian's job was. Yes, for sure. Now the shirt and tie combo from Ian.
1: I have that wrote down. <laughs> thats That was amazing.
0: I thought he was wearing a waistcoat. At first, I thought he was wearing a waistcoat as well. But no, that is part of the shirt, and that is a matching tie. I think he must have borrowed that from John Virgo. He
1: must have, because that was just amazing. I mean, I say this every week, but I wanted one from around the house. <laughs> if someone could put a compilation up of like all the clothes <laughs> I want from
0: different shows, I'll, like, I'll, I'll I want the red that.
1: cardigan and everything like that. You know,
0: my, my, I just want a game show wardrobe. That, that, it was something else for sure. Now, so Sue's apparently a primary school administrator, but that's not exciting enough. So straight on to Ian, who can see he is bursting at the seams to tell his part, to do his little part of this whole intro bit. He describes himself as a breeding technician, which, of course, is fancy talk for artificially inseminating cows. Uh, Bruce looks over at the dollies and says... Children, go to your rooms. Yeah, so I think that says it all. Whether he was saying it to the dollies or to the people at home, I don't know. But I,
1: uh, I hope he was saying it to the
0: girls. But yeah, because they were quite young. Did you catch Bruce's joke? Well, two jokes that he did about about this. He pulled the he pulled the cards out and wrote on the wrote on the card uh, beef encounter. He did, and then and... he also said that he wished he'd never shook his hand. Yeah. Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He starts wiping on himself, and they, um, so Ian says he's, respo- he's roughly responsible for inseminating seven thousand cows a year. And Brucey says, "How many Father's Day cards do you get?" I see some of them cows surely would say they've got a headache, but don't feel like it tonight. <laughs> yeah,
1: because he was probably known then as Britain's most prolific breeding yeah. technician. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's not a title I'd like to keep.
0: No. And I mean, he goes back to Sue, and this is what gets me. Bruce is asking the contestants questions about themselves, but he's clearly reading the card at the same time, and it's done in such a, f- such a forced way. He says, he says to Sue, um, now then, my dear, have you won anything? So it's like he's clearly prompting her to tell the story, but it's the way he does it, it feels so forced. Well, it's a skill. I, I couldn't do it like that. Yeah, to be fair, yeah. But apparently she's won a Best Actress Award for her performance as the Wicked Witch in The Wizard of Oz and she gives a little cackle which even scares the husband.
1: They're filled with the capacity to give me a little fright. It scared me.
0: (laughs) And then uh, she tells some cockamamie story about and and I had to write cockamamie because it was the only word that I think really fit (laughs) the scenario about wanting to dance like Fred and Ginger with a random man in a supermarket.
1: Yeah, uh, Ginger Rogers and Fred Astaire.
0: Yeah, what a strange thing to say. Yeah, but then
1: Brucey was like, well, you can always dance for me in the supermarket and grab yeah. me by the two, meat and two veg.
0: Yeah, he says, the amount of time I've been spent in the supermarket and my white top and tails waiting to be grabbed between the meat and veg. It's Brucey, isn't it? Yeah. He says so- something about Jeremy Beadle as well.
1: well. He just said that he was hoping Jeremy Beadle wasn't watching in the supermarket. Mm. Okay, but yeah, by, yeah. But just going back a little bit, Mm-hmm. When uh, Sue did the, the cackle, Bruce yeah. goes, oh, it sounded like Isabel. And it went to this video, like picture, uh, a clip
0: of this old woman in the crowd laughing her head off. Yeah. Who's <laughs> no, Who is Isabella? Who is she? I sounds like, I think he used to come up with like generic names for the older women that would kind of follow him around to, to the tapings. What, Bruce's posse? Yeah, pretty much. his uh, Groupies. Groupies, that's the word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like uh, another one I watched, like he'd he'd say like, oh, because he the dollies were t- were back talking him at one point, and he says, "Here, uh, yeah, Mavis and Mabel, you might want to see if you can fit in their dresses and things like this." And yeah, I th- so he had a kind of he had a way about him with that of dealing with them.
1: When I grow up, well, me, I want to be a Brucey groupie. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> I mean, he was he was the king of the uh, blue rinse brigade. Yeah, for sure. Wasn't he? He he knew how to get the crowd in. As long as you're like over 70 and haven't got your own teeth,
0: (laughs) Brucey was the man for you. Yeah, absolutely. So move on to Carolyn and John Slaughter from Sheffield. Sadly, none of them are a sergeant. That Joe's surrounded by cobras. Yeah, but that Joe's Sergeant Slaughter. Carolyn, like, she looks like someone I know and I can't place it, and it was distracting me for the entire time, (laughs) almost as much as John's bright yellow bloody shirt. That was a hell of a shirt. Sunshine yellow is the only way I can describe it. I, I was thinking Hulk Hogan yellow, but... For sure, for sure. Uh, Carolyn's apparently a part-time sales clerk and a host of top celebrities, whatever that means. Uh, John's an electrician, but we quickly move on from that because that's not an exciting profession either. Uh, we hear a story about Carolyn's hen do, where she put her head in a cardboard cutout and couldn't get it out again. So the bouncers had to pull her out and, and she cut her chin so she wouldn't if she had a big chin. Bruce does not help save a dignity either by saying, oh, you have got a bit of a chin. You could be with, you could be in the Pelican Club with Jimmy Hill and I. Yeah. I mean, to be fair though, Bruce, he, that's
1: twice as mentioned his own chin now. Yeah. It's not, at least he's, and I think he did it on Generation Game as well, if I'm not mistaken. I think so, but, yeah. I think it came so up. he's not afraid to humiliate himself at the
0: same time. For sure, but you could have at least saved the girl's dignity. Especially, well, especially because she was pregnant at the time as well. Yeah, two kids at home and third on the way. And then we hear about John's Stag do now, complete with Bruce doing what has to be said—a pretty decent Sheffield accent.
1: I have family in Sheffield, and yes, it was. Uh, it was pretty yeah.
0: damn. Good. It was on. The, it was quite on the money, wasn't it? Uh, but apparently, the lads locked a heavy ball and chain to his ankle and threw away the key. So he had to go to the fire station where it took three cutters to get it off, which is just absurd.
1: Welcome to 90s stag doos.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm glad I just got shot out with paintballs, to be honest.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was on that stag, do We did torture <laughs> you a little bit. Yeah. Especially when you had to do the stag run, but that's oh. a story for another day.
0: It's fine. I got the last laugh because, I, because my brother got shot in the dick, so it's fine.
1: Yes, he did. Yes, he did.
0: <laughs> so, so uh, needless to say, I got the last laugh. Um, also,
1: John likes the flutter on the horses, which yeah. Brucey Bruce, uh, remarks, I'll just write that down on my notes. Skint. Yep.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Fucking That was a bit ruthless, but <laughs> yeah. So this is the bit that always got me. Did you see them cut the cards? And the, the, the audience always says yes. I didn't see it. No. What's he even on about? Uh, It's basically shuffle the deck. Yeah, but I don't know. It must be like pre-show kind of thing, whatever. So we get our first question, and we asked 100 married women in their 20s, could you recognise your husband if he was wearing nothing but a paper bag on his head? Now, I expect this to be quite high. Yes, so did I. Because... Especially even
1: if you you ask that question in today's age, you definitely would because of... Tattoos. Tattoos are more prominent now yeah. than they were back then. But yeah.
0: even back then, I expected it to be high. Yeah, for sure. So Ian and Sue go with 82. Carolyn, would def- Would you recognise John? Definitely. I won't tell you why, but definitely. So either he's packing, has a birthmark, or a tattoo in an interesting place. Or oh, all well, three. Or all oh, three. Uh, they go lower. The answer was 88. I'd have said about 90, to be fair. I was just
1: about to say, what would you have gone for? I may yeah, I'd, gone about, I'd have gone about 85, I think.
0: Yeah, I'd have, got, I'd have probably gone 90. I'd have probably gone as high as 90. So Ian and Sue, we, they start off with a king, go lower for a nine, and they choose to freeze, which I think's quite smart. Like Nine I is such it an was odd boring. one. Really? I
1: thought it was boring. Yeah, I'd have gone lower. Fair. I think it's when you get to seven and eight, so that's when you want to be.
0: Yeah. Nine, I
1: mean, you've still got more chance of it being lower than you have higher. Yeah, I guess.
0: I guess. Uh, the next control question, we asked 100 Australians, Do you think Bruce is an attractive name for a man? Good night, Bruce. Oh, hello, Bruce. How are you, Bruce? And this sent Forsyth off into an absolute spiral. Oh, he was on a (laughs) tirade. He even goes backstage and says he's threatening to kill someone. But Carolyn, Carolyn, I don't know. Do they know you in Australia? So the joke slash irony of this is clearly lost on all of them. Yeah. Because Bruce is obviously this common kind of colloquial greeting name for everyone.
1: Yeah, I don't want to sound awful, but she was starting to find the definition of a dumb blonde. She was getting there, wasn't she? But
0: yeah, um, yeah <laughs> Bruce has come back as well. I'm wanted all over the world for different things, but I'm wanted all over the world. <laughs> then Carolyn's like, oh, it's quite an old fashioned name, isn't it? And yeah. Bruce
1: just stares at the camera. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but Carolyn and John go 44, Ian and Sue say lower, and the answer is 22. I think, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, as far as, it's so hard to say what's an attractive name. It's such an odd question.
1: Yeah, I would have maybe said desirable name
0: more than. Yeah, yeah, attractive. like would you call your would you call your son kind of thing? But yeah, it's it's an odd one. So rightly they change the nine, get a jack, go lower for a ten, which is as lucky as you want. Oh, definitely. Say lower than a ten for a queen, which strikes them out of the game. Harsh dealing. Damn you, Sharon. I'm blaming Sharon. <laughs> So Carolyn and John get free go. Start with a four. Go higher for a six. Higher for a jack. Lower for a five. higher for a ten, and win the first game just like that
1: without getting anything right, correct.
0: Yeah, and that's that's <laughs> harsh the reality. Yeah. Yeah. So Bruce gives them a card to see what they've won. And did you catch how she pronounced this?
1: I caught the back end of it because I, I was trying to figure out what it actually was when she said it. Cause she said
0: she said it quite quickly. Yeah, a sensational digital recording <laughs> mini disc system. <laughs> now i had a mini disc player i um, i think
1: we ordered in the early 2000s oh i had one 90s, in the early, early thousands yeah. yeah
0: yeah i thought they were great sadly they didn't catch on but hey ho so we'll go into our next control question we asked 100 nuns when you decided to become a nun were any of your male friends disappointed now, What what's an odd question this is it is an odd question
1: but this this is the question that confused everyone the most
0: yeah, so Ian and Sue say 45, after kind of like, they, they go to the rational conclusion of, well, it's a vocation and it's a calling, and it's up to, you know, up to them to kind of be happy with their choice and tough shit if the men don't like it, basically.
1: Yeah, but they're also in the
0: impression that it was the women that would be disappointed. Yeah, it was very strange, but then they go to John. So, I don't know many men that would, would have been disappointed with some of the nuns I've seen, because he came up in a Catholic school. To be fair, I did laugh at that. I did laugh. But Carolyn and John go low, and the answer's actually 51. Yeah, so it's just
1: over half. So that's one of them ones where it's so tight, you can't call it either
0: way. Yeah, for sure. But Ian and Sarah have control again. Start with a two, higher for a nine. Say lower, but but go bust with a jack. Over to Carolyn and John again for the free go. Start with an eight, say higher for an ace lower for a five, higher for a 10. Now she's saying freeze, but I caught John say, you said we just go for it. Meanwhile, Bruce is kind of aloha dancing. Aloha, Bruce. Yeah, but they do freeze in the end. And we get our next control question. Uh, We asked 100 solicitors, have you ever come across a defendant who turned up in court the worst for drink? So this was a weird question as well. was, but I thought this would be quite high. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, it was Ian and Sue's rationale was quite, was quite, logic was quite good though, it was in the sense of, they're already in trouble and they wouldn't want to make it worse on themselves. There's a difference between kind of Dutch courage and, you know, wrecking your chances. There is, but I was
1: also under the, um, we're going quite deep here, I was also under the, the, not the impression, but the theory that if they're going to court, it might be due to a drunken antic, due to alcoholism. That's fair. That's so fair. I thought it could be quite high, drinks and drugs and things like that. Yeah, for sure. I thought so I personally I would have gone maybe 70 odd percent, seventy two, seventy-three. Yeah, fair, fair.
0: And Carolyn and John go fifty eight. Ian and Sue say lower. And the answer's sixty two. So you know, again, that surprised me, I'll be honest. Yeah. I will be honest. But Carolyn and John changed their card for a six, which isn't much better than what they had before than what they froze on. Uh they say higher and get a king and they win the match. Easy as that. You say just- that. To, but to be fair, if you had a 10, you more than likely would have gone lower, and you'd have yeah. lost. So changing yeah. it to a six, went
1: automatically higher. So it was a right, right, right move to change absolutely.
0: it. Absolutely, absolutely. It's a shame for Ian and Sue. They were good contestants. You know, I mean, they did the work, pretty much. Like, they made sure yeah. that the game got played, pretty much. Yeah. But they're sent off with a bunch of flowers and a very nice-looking decanter and glass set, to be honest. I don't think I've ever decanted anything in my entire life, but I do like the idea of it. Yeah, it just adds a touch not, of class.
1: Yeah, I'm not against it. <laughs> I mean, if it's good I, for, for Frasier, it's good for me. <laughs> exa- exactly. I mean, what, I'd only put apple juice in it, though, because I like apple juice.
0: <laughs> but for winning the round, Carolyn and John get a weekend in Amsterdam with spending money, which isn't bad. Not bad. Not was bad. bad. Better than a mini disc player. No, fair. So they're on to win the cash in the car. To, uh, the to-break phrase, don't touch the pack, we'll be right back. Yes, I have that written down. <laughs> Anton Ant Deck made a slight alteration to this when they had it, when they had it for that one off. They said, Don't touch that? the deck, we'll be back in a sec. They
1: said, How does it work? Because, because one of them is called Deck, so it doesn't work. Maybe that was the joke. Surely I, I thought, I thought it would have been Dot Drinking
0: Dryband. Ant. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, no. <laughs> He'll be one of the one. He'll be one of the defendants showing up in court. Worse for drink. Exactly. He's go. one of sixty-eight. He's one of sixty-eight. There you there go. You <laughs> so here's how the final game works. You're given two hundred pounds straight out, and then you have to answer a question, which determines whether you're given an extra fifty or 50 is taken away from you. And
1: now what do the pounds
0: make? Rich people. Thank you. And then basically, you're given your first card, and you have to bet higher or lower, but you have to bet a minimum of fifty quid. So you, once you get to the end of the first line, you're given 200 pound. And then by the end of the second line, you have to have 4K. Yeah. And then at the end of that, that 4K, is, 4K or more, however much you've won, is safe. And then it's literally, you answer one more question and then the turn of the card determines whether or not you get the car. So yeah. the car's almost like an add-on. It's like a bonus prize. It's the Ooh. star prize, but it's almost like a bonus prize at the same time as well. It's very a la Family Fortunes yeah absolutely Well, the car is an extra prize yeah an
1: incentive to get everything correct
0: yeah for sure for sure so the first question so the question that they get for their for their 50 pound decider which olympic event consists of 10 parts The Catholic. yeah i mean they're given a choice of three aren't they but it was like okay. you'll
1: always find that these questions are always deadly, not easy but it was It's like generation game, Bruce would end up giving you the answers anyway,
0: yeah, yeah, it'd, so it'd it'd be like want, name want to start you off, f-
1: yeah, like name five colors, yeah, things like that it's
0: yeah, this was the point where, like as I said before, I've known him kind of pull out some absurdly difficult- f- philosophical question, but then he throws it, but then he kind of flings it over overshos, and aren't you glad you didn't have to answer that and then gives them the real question,
1: yeah. yeah,
0: but great start with a two, as much as I'd say, bet it all here, there's still the danger of a pair, like um yeah so. They're quite right. They go £200 higher for the ace. Again, couldn't ask for a better start, really, could you? No. 450 lower for a 7 £50 higher for a 10 Now, this is where they get smart, because obviously you can't freeze in this. So, this is where they're smart, and you, you, you just bet the minimum one way it or is, another. So, that way you don't really lose out.
1: If they only bet 200 uh, sorry, whatever it was, on the two, because there's mm-hmm. still a chance, but yet they've got an the ace, and they all went to put all of it back in. Well, it's the same chance of getting the two as it was to the ace.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. But hey-ho, I, I think they kind of got riding, riding lucky a little bit. But yeah, end of line one, they're on £950. They gifted the 200 to so the start line, two and eleven fifty, So they're in a really good place here. And yeah. also at the start of the line, you get the chance to change. They opt to yeah. change. They change the 10, but get a 10. Good I, God. I, I did laugh. But I, I don't think 10 is a bad card. It's not awful, no. So they kind of play it on the cautious side, go 150 lower for the three. And then they go 1,100 higher for, higher for a four. Now, this is a hell of a good place to be in because you're only going up one at a time. So it's like, okay, we've yeah. still got as much chance of being higher. Yeah. So Carolyn wants to go all in, but John kind of grounds her to go for the minimum that they need to go for the car. So 1,600 pound higher for the nine. And so they've got the foot, so they've hit the target four k, which means they've won that part of it. What would you have done there, Steve? Would you have gone all in? Because I would have done. Because at end of the day, if I failed, Rather. I was only
1: going took on four hundred quid. Yeah. Like at, at at that point, I would have won another two two thousand four hundred.
0: Yeah. If I was uh, right,
1: I'd have gambled uh, four hundred to win uh, two hundred and four two thousand
0: four hundred. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. I'd have probably gone all in. I think. Yeah. But yeah, so they get their qualifier question for the car. Name five popular car games. He says, no help from the audience. They all start chuntering anyway. <laughs> Typical Brucey game though, isn't yeah. it? Uh, they say, poker, rummy, brag, snap and pontoon. I've never heard of brag. Brag is a
1: very, very, I thought to say old-fashioned game. I don't know the rules. I have heard
0: of it before. I yeah. think it's
1: very similar to bridge. Oh, okay. I could be
0: wrong. Okay, fair enough. So... They've cha- they changed the nine for a queen, which puts them in a good place, I guess. Yeah. They say lower, and it's a jack. And good God, that was close. We were flipping it over. I saw like, a picture, and I thought, that's a king. Yeah. That's a king. Yeah, I was the same. like Because because kind of Bruce, he's got a great way of playing the camera with that he, last He teases turn. it.
1: Yeah, he mm. teases
0: it. And yeah, I saw a picture, I was like, oh, no, they've got a pair. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I thought they've got a pair or that's a king. They're fucked. But no, it's a Jack. They've won. They've won the car courtesy of Deu. Well done to them. We get the, we get the, the face cover calculation bit again. Yeah, the, the classic Brucey. Uh, he's working out. The total value of winnings £19,700. Not bad.
1: Not bad. I've had a lovely day. A yeah. l- lovely time out.
0: That's it. Um, it feels like we went through this quite quick, but it is a very fast moving show, making it a very easy watch, as we've said. Like I seem to I seem to remember it being two lots of couples.
1: I think it was later
0: on. Yeah, because I think they extended... The one we watched was only a half an
1: hour show. And yeah. I think they extended it yeah. to an hour. Or it was an hour and they decreased
0: it to half an hour. Yeah.
1: I can't remember, but I'm, way I'm, way, I'm with you on that.
0: The way I, I remember it is almost like tournaments. So it'd be like two pairs, start. The winner of that one faces the winner of the next two pairs. And then... Like the of, Generation game last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, almost, yeah. that's how I seem to remember it but because you can still do it in a half hour kind of pitch that way
1: what we've come to notice in these um, doing Brucey month is a lot of Bruce's game shows almost follow the same format yeah in that sense of having couples and then like like you said facing each other and then getting to a final this one didn't but I think it's just because this was because of the episode we picked
0: yeah yeah, maybe. I, I mean, I could be having a serious Mandela effect on it. I don't know.
1: No, I, I remember that myself, Steve. So yeah. I don't think. You...
0: But no, this is a really enjoyable little slice of game show. Goodness, this I think. Oh and yeah, it's if you, if you, honestly, like it's uh, it sounds silly. If you're stuck for something to watch on a rainy afternoon, like like it is today when we're watching, if you want to just pass half an hour, just you just stick one on on YouTube. Like honestly, you won't regret it. There's,
1: there's certainly worse things to waste your time on, for sure
0: absolutely now obviously this is where we get into the kind of revival side of things um it's currently being used on rotation as part of alan carr's epic game show along with like bullseye and take your pick and i forget what else he's got on there but i think it could easily be brought back as a standalone show whether it would be successful or not don't know but it feels like it feels like a wednesday night show do you know what i mean just something just on midweek just a nice little midweek distraction. I think it could be uh, five o'clock. Yeah. People coming in from work. It, it little belongs game around, show that you have on. It belongs in that kind of tipping point, tenable kind of time slot. Yeah. Yeah, even I mean? late
1: afternoon, like four o'clock-ish.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I could see Bradley Walsh hosting this.
1: Yeah, it's not a bad shout, to be fair. Yeah. Um, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head that could uh, could present it. But, I mean... Bradley Walsh isn't, isn't a bad shout at all.
0: Yeah. I mean, as I say, if, if we if we've got kind of control of the schedule here and everything like that, I I I agree with you. I'd put it in that kind of 5 half 5 slot just for the news, you know. I'd I'd put it in that slot and it just feels like a Bradley Walsh project because you can have some fun with the contestants, much like Brucey would do. I'd probably especially because of today's sensibilities and things like that, I'd probably ditch the dollies. I'd find another way around it. Like well, you have a you have a man and a woman, don't you? Some yeah, that. yeah, easy as. We'd probably only need like a series or something like that just to see how it flies. You need a host that could come up with catchphrases. Yeah,
1: because I think catchphrases are a vital part of the game show itself.
0: Yeah, I mean we've said that before. Like you need you need the charismatic host. You need hooks and catchphrases and things like that. And that and as I say, the the sense of playing along at home. So you're shouting at the TV higher or lower, aren't you? Or you discuss it. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, oh what do you think. Oh, I think they should freeze. You know, like things like that. And and also on the the kind of the survey bit, at the stars. Like, yeah, you have a bit of conversation at home, don't you? About should this? Should how how many do you think? You know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know he did catchphrase and I know it's not really known for ca- his catchphrases personally, but Stephen Mulhern.
0: Yeah. Sure. No. Definitely. Definitely. I've got. I've got no arguments with that either.
1: No. I could see him doing it. Yeah. Um. There is, like you said, there's various people who could do it.
0: Yeah, like I, I've I watched a little bit of Alan Carr's kind of version of this. I don't hate it, but it's it's just him. I don't, know. and that's not. And that that yeah, sounds so harsh. Can... That sounds so harsh, but like yeah, it's nothing. It's nothing drastically against Alan Carr. His style of comedy isn't what we like, basically. Yes,
1: yeah. it's, it's, it's nothing to do with him personally or anything like that. It's just. Certain people like certain comedians. They like certain sense of humour. Mm-hmm. Like certain game shows. Everything's all personal and objective. Yeah. I'm not a fan of Alan Carr. You're not a fan of, of no. Alan Carr. No. It's just something that doesn't appeal to us that much. But
0: Yeah, yeah. But I, I think it's shown that it could have legs as a standalone. But as for player cards, right? I think we've wrapped that up quite neatly. And next week, Simon, we are wrapping off Brucey Month with... The price is right. Yeah,
1: another iconic show, isn't it? Yeah. I seem to use that word a lot, but this is yeah. this is one of the iconic Saturday night ones.
0: Yeah, this this is... I think this was like Bruce's last kind of foray into game showdom. I'd go with that. Yeah, I'd I go with that. I think it was one of his last ones before he kind of went on to straightly.
1: Yeah. I, I I can't think of any off the top of my head anyway.
0: But we'll, But we'll explore that in more depth next week. As per usual, please, everyone... stay glued to our social medias for announcements and things of that sort. So we're on Facebook. Just search for Play play Your Pods Right. I nearly said Play Your Cards Right. Uh, (laughs) We're on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it would happen in this show. Yeah, I felt it would. Uh, We're on Twitter and Instagram at Play Your Pods. Email us your longer feedback. Right at gmail.com. We're on Spotify, we're on Google Podcasts, we're on most of the platforms there. Please do check us out and keep listening and thank you all again for getting us this far. And as for Simon, this is Steve saying thank you very much and take care everyone. Bye bye. Cheer up, cheer up, everybody loves a happy face. Wear it, share it, it'll brighten up the darkest place. Twinkle shining, you'll be on the right side looking at the bright side up with your chinny chin chin, chin up, chin up, put a little laughter in your eyes,